worst person in the world, which is a... What's the best way of describing it? I would say it's an existential tragedy comedy rom-com uh, from uh, Joachim Trier, debuted to rave reviews in Cannes, where Renate Rensvi won Best Actress. Um, it's now up for two Oscars uh, on Sunday night. Described by its co-writer and director as a coming-of-age film for grown-ups who feel like they still haven't grown up. And the third part of a loose trilogy called the Oslo Trilogy Reprise on Oslo August 31st. Julie is a young woman with an aversion or an inability to see things through. She feels like she never sees things through in her life and her personal goals are hard to pin down, whether it's professional or personal or romantic. Um, the 21st century has offered all this sort of possibility of mobility and yet she still finds herself burdened by the fact that there is a kind of responsibility to succeed in the area of love. And what the film is about is as you move towards your 30s, is time already running out? Have you already met the ideal person for you? Have you met them at the wrong time in your life or the wrong time in their life? What happens when two people who under certain circumstances would be perfectly matched seem to be existing on different timelines? And so there are two major relationships in the film. One is with a comic book artist who is older than her, who, with whom she has a, a relationship in which they talk about things that neither of them have ever talked about before, and it seems blissful. Yet she then finds herself gatecrashing a wedding when she has an evening with uh, another man in which they don't do, they don't they they test the boundaries of cheating they do they say okay we we would be terrible to be cheating so let's not cheat so they have an evening of not cheating but it's kind of this strange kind of intimacy of you know all the, I did not have sex with that woman <laughs> Bill Clinton yes. it just literally Monica. literally was in the room with us but then of course what happens is that then then this kind of imagined romance doesn't go away and so what the film is about is it's about desire, anxiety, modern life being both very open and fluid and mobile, but also weirdly oppressive. It's about the differing things that, to some extent, that men and women want from relationships, but more the things that people want from relationships at different times in their lives and the kind of impossibility of making all those cogs tie together. And what it does is it's got its feet on the ground. It's, you know, you believe in the character, not least because of that brilliant central performance, which won Best Actress at Cannes. But you believe in the character's emotional makeup. And then there are these flights of fancy, the flights of fantasy. There is a one sequence which is hallucinogenic and weird and almost horrifying and kind of strange and, you know, and trippy. There's another sequence which I think brilliantly, and this has been talked about quite a lot, which brilliantly captures the the mad rush of infatuation in which time stands still except for the two central characters who are drawn to each other. And it's like a rush of pure adrenaline in a city which is standing still and that way in which, you know, love or infatuation at its most poignant can almost cause the whole of the rest of the world to stop and the only two people who are alive or mobile or sentient in that moment are the two people who are involved in a, you know, in a spark of romance. And I think it does that rather brilliantly. 
it also, I think, manages to have a kind of bittersweet humour that reminded me a little bit of Tony Erdman, although they're very different films. I mean, Tony Erdman is this kind of absolutely awkward German, Austrian-German comedy in which many of the laughs make you want to crawl up in a ball because they're so they're so personal and so piercing. But it does have a similar kind of sense of a long journey of a central character who is wrestling with their own life goals, with their own family issues and with the, the issue of romance and love. And having said all that, it's also really good fun, very watchable, often very funny, often quite tear-inducing and tear-jerking and just really, really rather terrific. It's in cinemas now. It will be on movie from May the 13th. And if you've seen the poster, the poster is of the central character running with this big smile on her face and then the title, The Worst Person in the World. And in a way, that juxtaposition tells you everything you need to know about the film, about the way in which, you know, who is the worst person in the world? Well, we've all at some point felt we are the worst person in the world even while we're doing something that makes us happy.